You're listening to The High Upside Show, a podcast that allows people like you and me to invest our money in a more entertaining way. My name is Keen Arrivals. I'm a photographer by the day, but I make most of my money by flipping cards. In this show, I'll be sitting down with you and sharing my best practices. You'll learn my process, the lessons I've learned, and more importantly, who you should be buying. What's up, guys, and welcome back to The High Upside Show. It's your host, Keen Arrivals. Coming in with today's episode with kind of a smile, you know, I'm kind of in a good mood right now. And that's because the market seems to be trending a little, you know, a little upwards. I know we're not back to all time highs or, you know, anything of that nature. It's it's not too much to celebrate about, but I'm OK with a little bit of gains. You know, for a while, the portfolio was kind of negative and to see some some green today definitely made me really, really happy. I was talking to the guys in the discord and we were trying to figure out you know, why the market kind of went down. And I think what I concluded was that a lot of people just kind of had the same investment strategy. Most of us were buying cards for the playoffs and our goal was to sell them during the playoffs. And while that's a good sound strategy, you know, it's probably not the best if everybody has the same one. So while I was a little weary when my portfolio went kind of red, I was kind of happy that it did so because it kind of made me uncomfortable. And you know, with the sports cards market kind of booming, I haven't felt uncomfortable in a while. You know, at at one point in time, I was like always strategizing and reconfiguring my portfolio. And for the last few months, I just didn't have to do that. Everything was green, everything was up and everything was good. But yeah, that's not so much the case anymore. You know, while I'm still in profit with pretty much all my cards, I, I really wanted to go back and see, you know, where I could fix some things at, you know, do I have too much of this card? Do I have too much of that set? Should I you know, maybe hedge a little more in this regard and, you know, kind of shake things up, you know, get back to, you know, what the high upside show used to be. You know, I think one of the reasons a lot of you guys are here is because I wasn't just like the guy like, yeah, buy Kawhi, buy LeBron. I was trying to come at you guys with different plays. I was, I was using my market cap method, something that I developed to, to really help find some undervalued cards. And and I was sharing that with you guys. So yeah, I kind of sat back down and use that tool. And, you know, I think I found some pretty good plays. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of good plays out there, especially with the dip, but I thought I would share, you know, three with you guys today and just go over some, some different sets that I'm looking at, you know, based on the title of this episode, I'm like, is Prism dying? And, you know, it's kind of a clickbaity title. Obviously Prism isn't dying. It's a, it's definitely a great set. It's going to be, you know, the set for a while, but in terms of like ROI, you you know, you kind of have to ask yourself, is it dying? You know, if you buy a Luca at 1500, you know, are you going to be satisfied with the 2X? I know that sounds crazy because the 2X is, you know, a great, great profit margin, but I think there's some opportunities to, you know, 3X or 4X or 5X. And that's what I want to share with you guys today. Now, before we get into it, you might be asking, what is the market cap method? Well, that's something I'm going to share with you guys next week. I have something coming out that I think a lot of you will enjoy. I think a lot of you will like. No, it's not like a big, you know, website or platform. It's not card ladder. It's not market movers or anything of that nature, but it is a tool that I think will really help you guys kind of sit down and find some undervalued place. You know, I've been using it for a while and and I've had great success with it. And yeah, I just kind of want to share with everybody. So if you're not signed up for the newsletter, then I highly recommend you do so. Going to be dropping it probably next week. And I I just want to make sure you guys all can kind of look at that. The newsletter, the the link to that is in the show notes, in the description. It's in my Instagram profile. It's pretty much everywhere. If you follow me, then you should be able to follow the newsletter as well. Also, you might want to jump into the Discord group. If you're part of the Discord group, there is going to be a discount for this tool that I'm offering. So definitely look into that. There's only like 20 spots left in the Discord. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but it's only limited to 100 people. 
at least for now, until I can get some moderators or get some help there. So if you want to be part of that first 100, then I highly recommend you kind of jump in that as well. I, I'd say by the end of the month, it's probably going to be capped out. So want to make sure you guys have a chance to get there. So before we get directly into the plays, if you're listening to this on YouTube, I want you to comment down below, like what sets you think I'm going to bring up? Like, what are you think is undervalued? I'm always interested in knowing what you guys think. So let's take a second, you know, comment that if you're not on YouTube, when you, you know, pause it, go home, you know, comment. I, I really want to know what it sets are you guys looking at? You know, obviously Prism's really good. Optic's really good. Select's really good. But outside of like the Chrome cards, is there anything else that's extremely attractive to you? I just want to kind of get some market sentiment here. Um, you know, those three sets are my favorite as well. But after I've been doing some research, there's been some other plays that I've been kind of growing on me. So yeah, you know, hopefully you had enough time to comment. We'll just jump right into this. You guys know I like to get straight to the point. So yeah, for me, the first underrated set, and, and I know a lot of you guys probably didn't guess this because I was kind of talking down on Chrome cards, but believe it or not, it is from a Chrome product. And that's going to be Select Quartzite. I know Select Quartzite isn't like a secret it's very well grained in the hobby. I mean, Luca sells for like $5,000, which is an insane amount of money. But at one point he didn't, you know, at one point Luca's select courtside PSA 10 was actually cheaper than his prism PSA 10. I mean, I think the courtside was like 55 bucks and the prism was like 75. And though that's not the case today with Luca, I mean, that card has, has one on an insane tear. You can still find that within other players. You know, there are some players where their courtside PSA 10 goes for cheaper than their prism. One that I came across the other day was Brandon Clark. I know there's a lot of people who like Brandon Clark and his prism tends to go for like 100, 120 bucks for the PSA 10 uh, gem mint grade. Yet his courtside only sold for $86 PSA 10 in an auction. The courtside went $40 cheaper. I haven't looked at the pop report or anything of that, but I'm willing to bet that the courtside PSA 10 is far more rare than the prism. I'm willing to bet that the average Brandon Clark collector is probably going to want the courtside over the prism. There's so many Prism cards. That's not the hate on Prism or say the pop reports are going to kill the value, but there's no way that the court side should be cheaper. And that's just one example. There's a ton of undervalued, you know, players that are going for extremely cheap that, you know, they're not getting searched. You know, some of the higher end players, obviously, when you, when you search Trey Young, you search Trey Young. But when you search Brandon Clark, you're a little more specific. You're, you're, you search Brandon Clark Prism. So a lot of people aren't even coming across these cards. They're not even knowing that they're listed or they, you know, they're just not seeing them. And another player that I saw that kind of shocked me was Shea Gildas Alexander. His PSA 10 court side was going for around the same price as his prism. Now I know that, you know, Shea Gildas' prism is like maybe like an SP or something. It's extremely rare, you know, compared to other prism rookies, but still no reason why the court side should be cheaper. And it's not just because if it's like low prop report you know, that I like this set. I mean, that, that plays a big part in it, but I think select overall is just undervalued. It's the most expensive, you know, uh, set in the market, you know, in, in terms of Chrome cards, select is higher than prism. It's higher than optic. And it's the only one of the three that kind of gives you uh you know, photographs of the players on the court. Uh, I made an Instagram post about this a little while back. And I think as we kind of get more into the space, as we get more educated, the, the actual photograph of the card is going to matter. I, I think we've recently seen that with uh, John Morant's Chronicles Luminance. And, you know, speaking of that card, I guess we can just get into the number two set. And I think that's Chronicles. You know, that, that card had an amazing photograph. Chronicles gives you a lot of value. And I like to think about people who are getting into the market. You know, if you're getting into the market, you're not going to want to drop like 500 bucks on a prism or $1,000 on, you know, a prism silver. So I, I think these low value cards are going to 
be a big, you know, turn on for people. You know, I think that's what kind of happened with hoops. And I think that's what happened with Donruss and why they kind of, you know, doubled or tripled in prices because they were like the only cards that people could afford. To me, Chronicles provides a fun product. Um, you know, it's kid friendly or at least it was before, you know, the shelves were empty. But yeah, it's, it's kid friendly and it's a paper based set. You know, we're, we're kind of looking at more paper based sets. At least we are, you know, within the high upside show because they're a lot harder to grade. You're not going to see 10,000, you know, Chronicle cards that are being graded. If you look at those Luminance cards, they're actually pretty rare. There's like less than 150 and that's for like the top players. And I think this year that set was really solidified as just a great set with, uh, you know, in terms of photography. So I think a lot of people will maybe go back and look at the 2018-19 set and kind of see like, hey, did, did Luca have a great picture? Did Trey have a great picture? You know, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity within Chronicles. When, when I invest, I tend to think about the, the liquidity, obviously. But one thing I'm thinking about is just people who collect. You know, if you're investing for, you know, long term, I think you have to have the collectors in mind. You know, if this card has a pop report of 72, then that tells me that only 72 people can have it. You know, that's going to be a rare card amongst, you know, the, the whoever collectors, you know, the Brandon Clark collectors. And they'll probably pay a decent amount in order to have that card because, they, they really don't have a choice. You know, I know that sounds kind of harsh, but that's kind of how you have to look at it as an investor. I think when Luca was kind of going on a tear, when his prisms were hitting like the $700, $800 range, a lot of people were sleeping on the down risk, on the Chronicle cars, you know, and if you look at those cars today, they've done really, really well. Those were like $30 cards, you know, even kind of during the hype. So I think there's a big opportunity there. Obviously, they're a lot more expensive than they used to be. But if you can find a car that's rare, that has a great photograph, maybe a solid parallel, maybe even a serial number card, I think Chronicle is going to have some hidden gems. I, I think in the next, you know, five or 10 years, if you're a long term investor, you're going to be like, oh, there's only 32 of these cards. It really reminds me of like 2012, 13 Panini or, uh, you know, hoops. You know, there's just not that many of them. And now we kind of see them hitting that that thousand dollar price point. I think I said this in an earlier episode where I was like, you know, talking about the thousand dollar rookie, how how prism rookies or optic rookies or, you know, whatever popular set, how the how the rookies in those sets are going to be thousand dollars. Like that's going to be the base price. You know, a lot of people called me crazy for that. And now we're starting to see it happen. So once that happens amongst like once Kobe White's like a thousand dollars, you're going to want a, a cheaper card for him. And it's going to have to be like a hoops or a Don Riss and, you know, a Chronicles. You know, I, I think all three would do well. But in terms of ROI, I think the Chronicles is going to be the most overlooked one. Thus, it's probably going to make you the most money in the long term. Coming in at number three is an, another set that I've been looking at for a while. Actually, I used a market cap method to kind of figure out that this set was going to be a big deal. But for whatever reason, I thought that I would have more time to kind of tap into it. I've learned that that's a big, big mistake in this market. If you have an idea, if you found something you just got to jump on it. You can't like wait or put it off to the side. I'm like really beating myself up that I kind of did this. And that said is actually going to be Donruss, you know, um, Donruss base rookies. However, not not just the regular base rookies here, but the press proof rookies, the press proof PSA 10 silvers, number to 349. I think those are insane cards. I already love the look of Donruss, like the rookies and, and you know, especially 2017. I'm sorry, especially 2018, 19. They just look super, super clean. It's uh, it's a great set to me because it's the only base set that has a chrome set. I think somehow that's going to play really well for it. And those press proof cards are just they were just so underrated. I, I'm telling you, 
I've been looking at press proof cards since I've got back into this market. Like, and I'm like, oh, I'll wait. I'll wait. I remember I actually bought a Luca at one point and the seller ended up like he was saying he lost it or we had to cancel the transaction. And I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just get another one later. And now they're like thousand dollar cards. And look, I'll tell you at a thousand dollars, I don't think they're a bad deal. I think we are sleeping on serial number cards. There's not that many of them and being able to acquire some are becoming harder and harder. Trust me, I've been looking. They're, they're, they're just beautiful cards, the serial number. And again, th this isn't like a tomorrow thing. I, I think I put this on Instagram too. So many people, when they DM me, they're like, hey, how's it going, man? Looking for a long-term investment for five to 10 years. And then it's always like, oh, I just want to buy a Prism or I just want to buy like this super safe card. I, look, a Luca, if, if Luca is like, what we think he's going to be, or Zion's what we think he's going to be, or Trey Young, or Jason Tatum, whoever your guy is, Devin Booker, having a PSA 10 rookie card of him, number to 349, with like a pop report of like 60, is going to be crazy. Um, I, I, just, I just think the, the serial number makes it so much more rare. You know, it's, look at Stephen Curry, his top Chrome card, number to 999, like it, it has a super low pop report. It's, it's higher than LeBron James's tops chrome and I, I think it's going to be due to that rarity i think it's going to put it over the top no different than you know maybe like a kevin durant or or whatever i, I think refractors that are numbered donruss cars that are numbered just any car that's numbered needs to be taken seriously and yeah i, I just love this set you know obviously luke is a little expensive but i strongly believe if a trey young popped up or uh, again a jason tatum or somebody of that that magnitude that you'll be able to get it for a decent price point the reason I was kind of beating myself up is because at one point the, you know, Luca kind of popped off and I think his Don was selling like four or 500 bucks and the press proof was going for the exact same price. And I swear I like stalked eBay for one. I'm like, this is insane. How are these two selling for the same price point? And you know, that's not the case anymore. But again, I believe if it was a lesser um, player, then you'd be able to get it for a really, really good deal. So definitely be on the lookout for those. And yeah, guys, this is just three sets that I kind of rock with. You know, I'm kind of looking into those. Again, I think there's a lot of opportunity in this market. I can't wait to share the market cap method with you so you can kind of uh, do a lot of research and hack and find some different plays. Hopefully, if you find them, you're in the Discord group and you, you share them with me. But yeah, let me know what you guys think. I'm really excited to check the comments to kind of see what you guys thought I was going to talk about. I, I, I think these plays are, again, long term. So if you're looking to make some money in six months, if you're looking to make some money in uh, two months, maybe not the best place for you. But for me, I'm kind of transitioning into sports cards being assets and, you know, kind of using them as a hedge for the current, you know, dollar or whatever. I know that sounds crazy, but that's kind of where I'm at. You know, these are my savings accounts and I'm just not looking to put everything that I own into prism, you know, especially if it continues to be, uh, you know, extremely produced and, if there's 70,000 parallels, you know, if you notice a lot of the sets I talked about today, they just didn't have that many parallels. You know, Chronicles has a ton of cards, but there's just not like 37 parallels. Uh, select Courtside, I think there's like three or four. What is it? Uh, silver, Copper, Rainbow, some Shimmer. You know, there's a little more now, but there, there's just not 27 of them. And with the Dominus Press Proof, I think you got like purple and gold and uh, silver. And I, I think that's it. So I think, you know, that's going to kind of be the future of, you know, what we're looking at. And again, for you guys who love Prism, you know, I know there's a strong Prism core out there. 
I'm not saying that Prism can't make you any money or that it can't be a good investment. I'm just looking at things from a ROI perspective. I'm looking to get some cards that everybody doesn't have. So if Luca hits a buzzer beater, I'm not listing, you know, the thousand Prism card on eBay. So let me know what you guys thought about this episode. Um, as always, give me some feedback here with the audio, still working on things. And yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Happy investing.